thing just goes straight to the point. So let's have a, a Yadra, yes, uh, to start. Just go straight to the point because I want us to do up to chapter 6 today. We are going to read it because it's the same, same thing, same thing, you understand? And I don't want us to waste any, any time on any of these books. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Mm. I'm going to be contributing from Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 27 and 28. So I'll just chapter go straight two. to the point. Uh, what, I, what I learned here was that uh, Jeremiah, like her mother told us that we should be very bold, that... Um, Jeremiah answered to the calling of the Lord, even though he was fearful before. But like Jeremiah told the people, I mean, he was fearless to tell them of the sins they've committed, of the sins they are committing, and then they've committed, and that they actually diverted from God. They walked away from God. So he was very bold. So we too should be very bold if God Almighty has sent us. We should, uh, like our mother usually tells us, like it's in the Bible, that. Uh, we should confront those who are doing one thing or the other that is not good. We should confront them. But that uh, what I learned is that when we want to confront, we should be very, very, uh, not very careful now. But we should not confront negatively, nor should we confront treacherously. But we should, I mean, be bold to confront what they are doing. But before we confront, we still should also check ourselves. Because I, Jeremiah was here, was, I mean, Jeremiah, God sent Jeremiah and he told them that, uh, look at what all that they've done, that they had gods, they were serving other gods, they turned their backs to God Almighty and not their faces. So, for example, now I remember there was a time I, um, I, I would say confront someone, and um, I always confront the person. If I see the person doing what is not good, but the person does not always like it. I mean, it might be the person feels, uh, who am I to confront or things like that. So, and I told, I mean, the nearest person to the person, because husband and wife, I told the other part that, okay, this is what the other part is, your other part is doing. But I think it's not good for, I will not be conf confronting her again. The only thing is, if I have anything to tell her, what I will tell you. Okay, is it up? Okay. So we should be very bold in whatever we are doing. When God sends us, if it's, if... If God did not send us, we should not confront. It is only if God Almighty sends us like he sent Jeremiah. May the Lord empower every one of us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can I, can I explain that confrontation? We have to be very careful too. You know, when God called uh, Jeremiah, there is something that we know about. Assignment. And in this assignment, you will excel. And it, it gave him boldness. So he was able to go. So when confronting, we was very careful. We must make sure that we go to them peacefully. And with the grace of God upon our lives, it's going to help us. The Holy Spirit will help us. Amen. So if you have people that you have been talking to, let's not confront them. But let's go in the name of the Lord. Amen. And with that gentle spirit, we will, the Lord Almighty will done. Again, the best thing as well is uh, us reflecting him. If we reflect God. When people start to see us, they start to see the glory. You know, we have Isaiah 60. So nations will come to your light. Thick darkness all around. In the midst of this world, is thick darkness. But when we shine as a light and we are in our own position to do what God has called us to do, 
people will really come and say, oh, what a, what a, a beautiful uh, lifestyle. I just like to be like this. Then you give you opportunity to be teaching them. Because even this uh, generation that God has sent us is a, a serious generation. I tell you the truth. Sometimes you cannot even tell people. Some of us in the office, you can't even tell them about Christ. But when Holy Ghost leads you to speak, it melts like butter. And they'll be demanding for more. They see your lifestyle, your character. They also want to follow you to church. And from the church, they can hear from the prophet. The Lord will use us mightily. Amen. Number two. Who is number Praise two? Hallelujah. Yes. I'm going to uh, contribute from Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, where it says, mm-hmm. My people have committed two sins. Mm-hmm. So I went home to look at the two sins. The one of them, the first one was that this forsook God Mm -hmm. and God compared himself here as the spring of living water Mm -hmm. and they dug their own cisterns which is in other words idolatry Mm. and I said that when a child of God esteems anything else above God and that becomes an idol to that person Mm -hmm. however the consequences as we can see from the word of God there is that those canisters cannot hold water in other words they will not bring satisfaction whatever thing a child of God esteems above God cannot bring satisfaction the word of God also says there that the systems are breakable that means they are very temporal and they will not stand the test of time um, however what happens here is the, the, uh, the children of Israel, as uh, it said there, they went to Egypt to drink from Nile. If you bring it down to, uh, uh, you know, to the present time, it leads to looking for satisfaction where there is no satisfaction. And going back to Egypt is going back to sin because our mommy told us that. Oh. Amen. Amen. One minute I give to people, you understand. But your story is very sweet. Complete it. Round it up quickly. Okay. Thank you, ma. <laughs> uh, mommy told us that River Nile is very dirty water. So it's like a child of God going back to the sin that you have already um, said no to. Um, w- what happens here is um, the people of God then starts to commit sin, and this brings in it doesn't matter attitude that is the reason why they were able to drink the river nile because when a child of god starts to wallow in sin and doesn't see the difference between committing sin and being holy that means the person is drinking river nile and uh, and what someone has already despised before you start to see it as it doesn't matter you know it, it looks satisfactory to you this also leads to uh, in verse 19 god said that he he tracks the uh, punishment of god to the children of israel as you can see there the bible says it leads to backsliding or it means backsliding and this attracts the punishment of god so i just pray from just one thing Esteeming something above God can lead from one thing to the other until it attracts the uh, punishment of God. May God help us not to esteem anything above him Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. And may we not backslide Amen. or do anything of wickedness. Because in that verse, Mighty said, your wickedness will punish you. Yes. Your backsliding will rebuke you. Let's be on the same train with Jesus. So consider then and realize. How evil and bitter it is for you, where you forsake the Lord your God and have no awe of me. May we respect God in every way, declares the living God. Amen.
Number three. Jeremiah 2 1. The word of the Lord came to me. Hmm. So, hmm. Apostle made mention of this yesterday and it kind of um, stirred up the faith of everyone, I believe, everyone that was here yesterday. And he read from the scripture how the word of the Lord came to different prophets in the days of old. Mm. It came to Uzziah, it came to Amos, it came to Joel, it came to Daniel, it came to Nehemiah, and also came to the apostles. And I think that this is the time for us to really, really seek God, that the Spirit of God will come upon us to the extent that we we'll begin to hear God's voice. But the word of the Lord will not come to a man who is void of the word itself. If we are not reading the word of God, even fact, when the word of God comes to us, we'll be doubting it, that it may not be the word of God, it may be my mind. So it is important that we are devoted to those scriptures that Apostle has already given us, in the three, four scriptures in the daytime and four scriptures in the nighttime. We should be committed to that. The more of the word of God that we hear, the more the Lord will be able to speak to us. And also, for the word of the Lord to come to us, we need to obey God's word. It's not just head knowledge. When the word of the Lord comes to us, how much obedience do we give to the word of God? The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Number four. But before we move on to that, you know, like, the word of God that came to Jeremiah in that chapter 2, he was remembering them how, when they got born again, how they seriously were serving God. I want us to read that chapter 2 again from verse 1. Their devotion, their loyalty, the way they, they, they act to God, the way they love God, the way they come to church, they are not tired. Nobody can distract them. He was reminding them. Even in Egypt, despite their grumbling, I said to us last week, even sometimes when, when we, as we we go on this Christian journey. When the word of God comes to us, it's sometimes to rebuke us or to straighten us or to help us or to direct us in various ways. The word of God that came to the people was that you have been serious with me. Now you have followed your ancestors. You have tried to do wrong, wrong things. May we not do wrong things. May the word of God come to us when we, when we try to backslide. When we try to focus attention no more on God but on the things of this world. He said when we love God, he said the things of this world will do what? They will grow strangely to us. We will not be attracted by them anymore. We just want to focus on God and do the will of God. So when the word of God came to Jeremiah, I said to us that Jeremiah had a great assignment. A difficult assignment. You have to go to these people to be telling them. Just like you go to the streets of Deford and be telling them, you people, you are forsaking God. Look at all your churches. You have sold them. Look at all this. You know, you understand that kind of thing. It's very difficult. But may the word of God come to us when we are on the right track or when we are derailing. In Jesus' name. Because he said, this is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth. I want you to circle that. The devotion of your youth. A lot of you that, are, that pass through this church as youths, you know how you gather yourself, you fast, and you are doing a lot of things, and after a while you are derailing. May the word of God come back to you again. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Number four. Okay, yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's my fan now. You know, every one of you are football fans, but me, I have uh, Jesus' fans. Okay, good. <laughs> Come on, take this one. Praise the Lord. 
My contribution is taken from Jeremiah 2, verses 36 to 37, which reads, Why do you go about so much changing your ways? You will be disappointed by Egypt as you were by Assyria. You will leave that place with your hands on your head, for the Lord has rejected those you trust. You will not be helped by them. Amen. What I got from this is that uh, this can be linked to Isaiah 31 verse 1, which reads, Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help, who rely on horses and trust in the multitude of their chariots. And also verse 18, which reads, Why go to Egypt to drink from the Nile, or Assyria to drink from the Euphrates? And sometimes we feel like we can make it without God, but we must remember that without God we are nothing. And in Isaiah 31, God declares a woe on anyone who um, forsakes God and tries to do it themselves. And in our everyday life, it may not be Egypt or Assyria, but we sometimes turn to other sources apart from God, like science, technology, or political power. However, um, and these are things of examples of things that we should not, but we often do trust in. And finally, I noticed that uh, when we do not trust in God, something that would be easy normally tends to become hard. For example, the um, the Egyptians and the Assyrians were two of the most powerful uh, empires in the world. And so it should have been easy for them to defeat Babylon, which was growing, which was just gradually growing. But they were rooted by the small army of Babylon because they didn't look to God and trusted in their own military power, even though they probably could have done it if they had um, looked to God for help. So I pray that God will help us, that we will never turn this path and forsake him. Amen. Putting hands in position of being disgusted. He says, You will also leave that place with your hands on your head. Yay. Oh my God. You understand that, that, that state? For the Lord has rejected those you trust. You will not be helped by them. May we not find ourselves in that situation? A position where we get disappointed, terrible position, just because you have neglected God to go and, and seek after other gods. May the Lord help us. Sometimes, ah, the anointing is flowing somewhere there, and they are false prophets because on this internet, you know, mention something like that. When you look at internet, you are not very careful, you will be driven by all these things. Yesterday, we were watching something, somebody was using, had been raised from the dead, using it to collect money. So she was preaching rubbish. Even today as well, we saw woman of God preaching rubbish. We are all privileged in this church to be hearing the truth. So please, when you go on this internet, so that we won't come here. Because a lot of people sometimes, there is a prophet in town. People will run, 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 run everywhere. People that are not standing in their church, they run. They come to us back and say, ah. Some from our church, some from other churches say, Ah, that man of God, he raped us. Oh. He ripped us. He ripped, sorry about that word. He ripped us. He ripped us. He took all our money. They don't take our money in church. These are the things we are hearing. So you must be very careful. Putting your hands on your head. That's a state of shock, a state of regret, a state of disappointment. Uh, disappointment. So you must make sure that you face the word of God. Here we are hearing the word of God. Here we are teaching the word of God. The word of God is made so plain so that we will not be in that state. 
There are a lot of people in that state today. They are because of the following uh, uh, falsehood, they have found themselves in prison. Because of false, because people preach money, isn't it? And you know, he said we should be careful of media. That's another God that people follow these days. May the Lord grant us here to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Amen. Number five. Because some of you might say, why are we studying as We are not studying Isaiah for head knowledge, but we are studying Jeremiah for head knowledge. We are studying it so that we can react it and act it and flow in it and do everything in it together. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah verse 13. Um, Jeremiah points out the two evils that they committed. One, they forsook God, and two, they built systems. But I'm going to jump into verse 14. Has, is Israel a servant, a slave by birth? Why then has he become plundered? As we all know in the book of Genesis, when God created man, he didn't create man to be enslaved. Genesis 1.26 tells us about the creation of man. And he said man was formed in his own image and likeness. And God declared them to have dominion over every over the fish and the sea, birds in the air, and over every cattle. Therefore, man was created to rule and not to be enslaved. However, disobedience and going their own way had caused them to be enslaved. Just like Adam and Eve left their covering and made their own decisions, causing them to be banished and somewhat enslaved by law, so also were the Israelites being enslaved through disobedience. God then asked the second question, why has, she, why has he become plundered? It is because they had gone their own way, building their own systems, abandoning their life source. Plunder means to take something by force. And we can see in Ecclesiastes um, chapter 10, um, it tells us that when we, when we do, when things are taken, to, taken from us by force, we walk in error. And if you look at Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 5 and 6, I'll just read that and I'll end it. It says, there's an evil I've seen under the sun, the sort of error that rises from a ruler. Fools are put in many high positions while the rich occupy the low ones. So Israel was a, um, a ruler. He was, um, yeah, Israel was a ruler and they're meant to take the high position, but they were occupying the low ones because they had gone and forsaken God. Amen. Praise the Lord. That takes us to the third chapter. I said to us, if we can scale to chapter 6, we will get there. You know, this Jeremiah, we have stayed too long on this mountain. We have to advance. Amen. That takes us to chapter, don't forget the sins of uh, the people of God, which some get themselves into these days. Amen. And in that chapter 6, you begin to see the unfaithfulness and God's faithfulness. The life of the children of Israel. When we are unfaithful, God is still faithful. May we continue to be faithful in the name of Jesus. And in this chapter, we see about God's, uh, the, the people of Israel's unfaithfulness and God's uh, faithfulness. In that chapter 3, he says here, If a man divorces his wife, he's using marriage in this instance. And I want us to follow clearly according to the law of the Lord. If a man divorces his wife and she leaves him and marries another man, should he return to her again? Will not the land be completely defiled? But you have lived as a prostitute with many lovers. Would you now return to me? 
declares the Lord. This is the lifestyle of the children of Israel. You cannot divorce a man and then come back, go and prostitute yourself everywhere. This is what a lot of Christians do. Some of Christians do. They will live where the truth is. They will go looking for what is not truth. By the time their fingers are beaten, they come back now to the original. They will not find ourselves in this trend. In Jesus' name. And this is one of the things I got. You cannot do this. So it's using marriage. There are some people that say, oh, my husband is not good, my husband is not good. They are married. But they will leave their marriage to go and prostitute themselves outside. Then by the time they are coming back, the man is married again and they still want to come into the marriage. You know, this happened in the real life. So this is just exactly the life of even God's own people. They prostitute themselves. They have been in a place where things have been working well for them. They, things are going on. After a while, they feel they are not comfortable. They just leave. By the time their finger is being beaten, they are pursuing themselves, go from one church to the other, go from another church to the other. The church that they left is prospering. Things are going on well with people that they left. They are, they are seeing it by themselves. And for them to come back, some is difficult. We pray that such people will come back. And they bring more lost souls back into, into such uh, uh, churches in the name of Jesus. He says here, look up to the barren heights and see, is there any place where you have not been ravished? By the roadside, you sat waiting for lovers, sat like a, no, a nomad in the desert. You have defiled the land with your prostitution and wickedness. Two things that God mentioned there. I want you to underline it and circle it in your Bible. Prostitution and what? Wickedness. Wickedness is same as prostitution. Sleeping around is prostitution. Then wickedness, having wicked schemes in your heart, thinking bad about other people, is the same. It's the same sin. He said, you have defiled the land with your prostitution and wickedness. Therefore, the showers have been withheld. That's one of God's judgment. Showers withheld. No rain. You know, we sing a song, it is raining, dead all over me, I can see, not a rain. Yes. Ride on Jesus, give us more rain, until we are wet, until we are soaked. Black. Those of you that go to Birmingham Church, you know, soak, 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 soak. Wet, 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 wet. You understand? You understand? But a lot of people, it is raining, but they are not wet. Dry all around. May that not be a portion. The sin of the people has caused God's judgment to come upon their lives. Therefore, the showers have been withheld, and no spring rains are falling. Yet, you have the, you have the brazen look of a prostitute. You refuse to blush with shame. Have you not just called to me, my father, my friend? From my youth. Will you always be angry? Will your wrath continue forever? This is how you talk, but you do all the evil you can do. We cannot continue to sin and expect grace to what? Abound. So you see that for, for God's reign to come upon you, for you to have abundance in God, you must make sure that you focus on Him and don't follow after other gods. Do that follow, uh, follow the uh, other gods, and they will start to worship them. May that not be a portion in Jesus' name. From the beginning, he was, telling, he was describing to them that you are in a place where you are having enough to eat. You are in a place where God is blessing you. But after a while, people 
have excuses, they pick on things that are not supposed to be. Uh, I, I don't think I can stay in the same place with this person. Uh, they hurt me. They didn't use me. This, I'm talking, you know, these are normal things that happen in church. And it makes some people to leave. Once they leave, they are now regretting. They leave their first source where God is blessing them and doing great things. But at Venture, there are people that are having, that are, somebody hurt me, this hurt me, and then you are about to leave your church or churches, whatever those are, that are watching on the screen. You must make sure that you are sure and sure that where God planted you is where you, are, you ought to be. And then you get fed, fed properly. And because when you leave your source, then you, you, get, you get into, into, into problems. So can I tell us, those of us that are in this church, we are, we are privileged. A lot of people are watching from all over and they are phoning and say, oh, we want to thank God for your life, mommy. We want to thank God for Apostle. We want to thank God for that young boy. We want to thank God for all the people that are contributing. They really know the word of God. And when people are just saying this about the church, and some people are saying, that, hey, I can't stay with this person. They didn't use me. Hey, they didn't do this. They didn't do this. And you have complaints. I told us when we started this book, uh, this Jeremiah, we must make sure that we know our assignment. You must know the purpose for which God has called you into this place. And we must manifest it. Don't envy other people's gift. To some, they can't hold microphone. To some, that something is behind the scene. They have to walk behind the scene. We don't need to see them. And they, have, they will be blessed. But when you come and rapport, because we use Pastor Debbie, because we use uh, this, because we use that, and you are rapporting and everything, you are, you are shying away from your assignment. Your assignment might just be to carry offering bags. That's all what it is. Your assignment might just be to do other many other things in the church. Do it. When you do it faithfully, you will see yourself promoted. When we, God will even sit you by, by himself in the heavenly places. When we get to heaven, you will not cry. But if you are looking at other people's assignments, then there will be a problem. That's the time that you are wiping tears away from your eye. When those people that are really working hard in, their, in the area of their assignment, they are placed in heavenly places, even... You know, the man of God said one time that, ah, we won't even see my own house. It's going to be far away. You won't even be able to go. I said, no, but the Lord will help me. Amen. <laughs> so that I'll be allowed to come and really, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, sometimes when you are sure about your calling, it is true. You are sure about your calling. You are sure that you are even in the right standing. You understand what I'm saying? So let us be sure about our calling. And then our lives will not remain the same. Said, have you not just called to me? My father, my friend, from my youth, will you always be angry? What can make God to be angry with us? When we continue to sin and we are not in the same level with him, will your rot continue forever? This is how you talk. But you do all the evil you can. Unfaithful Israel. During the reign of King Josiah, and the, and the Lord said to me, have you seen what um, hateless Israel has done. She's gone up on every high hill and under every spreading tree and has committed adultery there. I thought that after she had done all this, she will return to me. But she did not. And her faithful sister, Judah, saw it. I gave, I gave, I gave faithless Israel a certificate of what? Divorce. And sent her away because of all her adulteries. Yet I saw that our unfaithful sister, Judah, had no fear. She also went out and committed adultery. You must be example, great example. Amen. Amen. 
There are some people that we call follow, follow. When you see people do wrong thing, don't follow them to continue to do the wrong thing. You will be in trouble. In this case, God is referring to two uh, different things. Somebody that has been doing evil. People are watching you, marking what you do, hearing the things that you say. But let God be seen in you. Don't follow after bad attitude, bad act, and all the rest of that. God was pointing to Judah here. He said, because Israel immorality mattered so little to her, she defiled the land and committed adultery with stone and wood. They are serving various gods, and Judah too was following. May we be a good example in our generation. These two idols, you must mark it. Your own idol might not be stone, might not be identified here. Stone and the wood, these are the idols they were worshipping. They go and put all these things, all their trees. Some of us that came from Africa, they put all, the, all these, uh, the people that do, uh, commit all this idolatry, what they do, they put some food, put egg, put pot, put everything on their trees. We see them, they say God is coming to eat them. A lot of you are in this country, you have not seen nothing. Those of us that are, they, they put it there, and people believe so much. People believe so much. There are some people that will go and even eat it. But they don't believe in all these things, and nothing happened to them. They say they are doing uh, uh, something I don't know. May the Lord, we can have understand when we read these things. But let us be good example. What are the idols that represent stone and wood in our lives? Our children are watching. Our friends are watching. People that put their confidence in us are watching. When the, just as I said to us one time that there are some people that will just feel so lazy to come to church. But when they remember that, let me put my name there. Amen. Because I'm getting there. Amen. Ah, my mama will be there. You understand? Pastor Debbie will be there. Amen. You understand? They will leave whatever they are doing. So we are putting good idols before the people. We are bringing God before the people. Because this is what we are doing. We are telling people we want to go and pray. We want to tell people that we want to go and read the word of God. We want to tell people. But when you are putting other idols, your own idol is that. You see that. Don't worry. Since let's go to you. When are you going to we'll take, pick me on the way or we we'll meet at the bus stop? No, no, no. You know we watch it on television this day. It has become your, your laziness. Do you understand? May we not put stone. And when you tell people like that, okay, I can watch it at home too. You have put your own kind of stone and your own type of wood. You might be reading it here, but we also have our wood and stone that we serve in, in, in us. In, the, the, the television program is meant for people that are far away, not for you that you are here in London here. People that are far away, so we must understand that if you are supposed to be here and you are not here, you are watching on television, you are blessed, but I leave you with God. Amen. He says, in spite of all this, our unfaithfulness, sister Judah, did not return to me with all our heart, but only in pretense, declares the Lord. May we be uh, good examples in Jesus' name. Judah follow Israel in their idol worshipping. May we follow God in people in Jesus' name. The Lord said to me, faithless Israel is more righteous than unfaithful Judah. Go proclaim this message towards the north. Return, faithless Israel, declares the Lord. I will frown on you no longer, for I, am, for I am faithful, declares the Lord. Is God not so merciful? Look at his promise towards someone that is faithless. said, I will not be angry forever. Only acknowledge your guilt. You have rebelled against the Lord your God. You have scattered your favor to foreign gods under every spreading trees. And have not obeyed me. 
he was able to reveal their sin to them. Is God revealing what you do wrong to you from this scripture that we are reading tonight? I will, I will, I will, I will, I will beg you, you know, that you should return to him and it shall be well with you. You know the God that your own God might not be on that tree. He might be under a tower building. He might be in your room, bedroom. There he might be anywhere. But you must return to God tonight. That is what God is saying. He's really crying. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. He said, return, faithless people, declares the Lord. For I am your husband. This is number one, return. God is merciful. I will choose you. One from a town and two from a clan. And bring you to Zion. Then I will give you shepherds. After my own heart. We want to thank God for Christ Jesus Tabernacle. When I read this, I was so happy. God is giving us in this church shepherd after his own heart. That will not come and play tricks on us. And we're watching, you know, like this uh, YouTube. Because I'm not used to it. But after this wedding, I started looking at YouTube. I don't know that a lot of things are in this place. Then something came up. And the woman of God was shouting there. Some of you, you will give uh, about uh, an amount, and another amount. After giving uh, maybe something thousand plus 500, target with 500. Then you say you will come again, give 2,000 plus 500. Some of you will come again, give 500, then plus 100. Then it's 600, but it's 500 plus 100. What kind of doctrine is that? Confusing people. But God has given to us Christ a tabernacle, shepherd after his own heart. That will teach us the right thing, and we are hearing the right thing. So let's take this right thing to the world. We won't believe it, the people that were coming up to come and give this money. God is not like that. Shepherd after God's own heart, they are not into money. They are into the word of God, because the Bible says, Seek kids where the kingdom of God. He said, all these things will be added unto you. Ministry is not money-making machine. And you don't turn people to eggs, birds that are, that, that are laying eggs. All what you want to eat is to have a good omelette, like some people say, because you have enough egg to make omelettes. No. So we must be very careful. He said, return. Uh, faithless people, declares the Lord, for I am your husband. I will choose, uh, I will choose you, one, uh, one from a town and two from a clan. And bring you to Zion. Then I will give you. It's only God that brings people to church. He said, God add unto his church daily. Amen. Amen. He brings you to church. And then he will put you under shepherds. After his own heart. Who will lead you with knowledge, understanding. In those days, when your number have increased greatly in the land, declares the Lord. People will no longer say the ark of the covenant of the, say the, uh, the, ark of the, covenant of the Lord. It will never enter their mind or people will no longer or be remembered. It will not be missed, nor will another one be made. We have, we have a covenant with God and we follow after that covenant. It is this word of God we won't add anything to it. When we follow the man of God after God's own heart, he will not add anything. He will not add any gimmicks to the word of God that we are receiving. He will read it to you like I'm reading to you and we bring peace from there. He says, yeah, they, he said, at that time, they will call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, and all nations will gather in Jerusalem to honor the name of the Lord. May the name of the Lord be honored. 
Because today the name of God is not honored. Paul said it in uh, uh, Thessalonians when he was telling the people to pray for him. They pray for, for me so that as I speak about this word of God, it will be honored. Today is no more honored. When you are preaching to people, people are saying other things. Ah, is it not? Is it church? It's all about money. No, it's not all about money. It's all about Jesus. Amen. And it says here, at that time, they will call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord. And all nations will gather in Jerusalem to honor the name of the Lord. No longer will they follow the stubbornness of their evil hearts. In those days, underline your scriptures. Amen. The people of Judah will join the people of Israel. And together they will come from from a northern land to the land I gave your ancestors as an inheritance. I myself said, how gladly will I treat you like my children and give you a pleasant land. Look, up, despite the disobedience of all these people, God is still merciful. You can see his mercy there. How he's going to gather the people together, how he's going to serve him, how the covenant of God will be real in the heart of the people. <coughs> he's going to call, he get them a man of God after his own heart that will teach them the truth. He said, the most beautiful inheritance of, of any nation. I thought, I, I thought you would call me father and not turn away from following me. But like a woman unfaithful to her husband, so you, so you Israel, have been unfaithful to me. Israel unfaithfulness has made the Lord to be speaking, but in his, in his speech, you can see his, God's unfaithfulness there. He cried his heart on the barren height, the weeping and pleading of the people of Israel, because they have perverted their ways and have forgotten the Lord, their God. He's speaking of, of, of the unfaithfulness. A second time, apart from that verse 14, 22, he says, Return, faithless people. Return, faithless people. There are people that are on the point of backsliding now. Or they are backsliding. God is saying what? Return. Because when we have faith in God, there is no way we can turn back. He said, I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. It's our faith in God. Look at Ruth and Naomi. He said, your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. There is no turning back. The other one, after I was this name called again, that one went back. The pressures of this world will make you to want you to turn back from God, but we continue to follow him as faithful servants. He said, return, faithful people. I will cure you of backsliding. And I've mentioned that anyone that is backsliding here, because you can be coming to church, but you are backsliding. May the Lord cure us from it. Say, yes, we will come to you. For you are the Lord our God. Surely the adulterous promotion on the hills and mountains is a deception. Surely the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. Amen. Amen. There are some sins that make us to backslide. May God erase it from our lives in Jesus' name. You know, another sin is excuses. Excuses. The Bible says from is this Romans chapter one. This is the time beginning. God's invisible qualities, His divine power and His divine nature, being known and understood, so that we be without excuse. When we have the nature of God to forgive easily, we have the power of God. When in the midst of confusion, we are declaring, you know, then we will be able to. We won't have any excuse in anything. We just be glorifying and praising God. 
May that be our portion in Jesus' name. Every attitude, every nature that will cause us to backslide, may God erase it totally from our lives. In the name of Jesus. He said, from our youth, shameful gods have consumed the fruits of our ancestors' labor. Their flocks and herds, their sons and daughters, let us lie down in our shame and let, us and let our disgrace cover us. We have sinned against the Lord our God. Both we and our ancestors from our youth till this day, we have not obeyed the Lord our God. But in the midst of all these things, the descendants, they were corrupted. From their youth, they have been corrupted. But in the midst of all this, God is what? Still faithful. You know, I want us to see in this Jeremiah that we are reading till we get to some chapters that we change. I want us to see the faithfulness of God. Even when we misbehave, God is still faithful. He compares it to husband and wife from the beginning when we look at our scriptures. Sometimes as women, we misbehave. As men, we misbehave. But let us be, let our husbands be like God. Amen. Be faithful in all this misbehave. I'm not saying that if you go and commit adultery, that's not what I'm saying. But there are some careless things that we do. But the, 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 the Bible said, husband, we should love our wives. And wives should well submit. May, may God help us so that we can be able to do what the scripture says we should do. But here I began to talk about the weaknesses of the children of Israel. Even right from their ancestors. You know, it talks about their descendants. It talks about uh, their ancestors. You know, it talks about their corrupt lifestyle. Even right from their youth. And some of us have been like that and we met Christ. It's still difficult to let go. May God release us from such attitudes in Jesus' name. Amen. Then he goes to chapter 4. He said, if you Israel will return, then return to me. God is loving. He didn't say that it was not easy. If you will return. this said, return yourself. Do you have anything you like? If it's man, that's what we do. But he said, if you will return, don't go anywhere. Just come to me. Don't go to any prophet. Don't go to anybody. Just come directly to me. Said I'm weak and I'm strong and mighty, and there is nothing that is too much for me. In your weaknesses, come to me. And I believe that God is referring to say, if you Israel will return, then return to me. And then he began to talk about the wrath as well again. He said, if you put your detestable idol out of my sight and no longer go astray, and if in a truthful if in a truthful, just, and righteous way, you swear, as surely as the Lord lives, then the nation will invoke blessing by him, and in him they will boast. That this is what the Lord says to the people of Judah and Jerusalem. Break up your unplowed grounds, and do not sow among thorns. Circumcise your, yourself to the Lord. Circumcise your heart. I want us to underline all this that I'm reading here, this verse now. You people of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, all my wrath will flare up and burn like fire. God is talking about his kindness, his goodness. He's talking about his wrath as well. The same God that is good, that is loving, is also a jealous God. It's a, it's a consuming fire. Amen. Amen. So let us, in anything that we do, let us not get near the wrath of God. Because sometimes things are happening and we are watching this. Is God not alive? Why are all these things happening? I don't know. 
But may God reveal to us the reason why such things are happening so that we can know better instead of complaining. That we flare up and burn like fire because of the evil you have done. May we not do evil that we make God to flare up like that and burn with fire. He said, because of the evil you have done, burn with no one to quench it. It will not be in such fire. In the name of Jesus. Disaster from the north. You know, he keep on mentioning this from Jeremiah 13, verse 19. When he called Jeremiah, what did he tell Jeremiah in that Jeremiah 1, 13 to 19? Let somebody quickly read it. Read it. You know, you have to pass. You might also that we under, I want us to understand. I'm not going to give no test. What did he say in that Jeremiah uh, chapter 1, 13 to 19? Quickly read it. Mm. The word of the Lord came to me again. Mm-hmm. What do you see? Mm-hmm. I see a pot that is boiling, mm-hmm. I answered. It is tilted towards us from the north. Mm-hmm. The Lord said to me, from the north, disaster will pour out on all who live in the land. Then stop. Then go back home. Put it under that reference, because that's what I said to you. As we read, we'll be coming from the beginning, coming to, the end, to, to, the, the, to, to, to where we are reading. So you can see the disaster that he said is coming from the north here again. He has, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he will change his mind. He said disaster is going to come from the north. He said to Jeremiah. That's why he saw. He said, what did you see? So that Jeremiah can see. May God open our eyes so I can be able to see. You know, sometimes God is sending us. We are going to talk to people. We are going, but you can't see. We cannot see. May God remove scales from our eyes. Because Jeremiah saw. He saw it. The port. And God was able to explain the purpose of this port to Jeremiah. And now he went, he, he came here. He said, disaster from the north. Announce in Judah and proclaim in Jerusalem and say, sound the trumpet throughout the land. Cry aloud and say, gather together. Let us flee to the fortified cities. Raise the signal to go to Zion. Flee to safety without delay. For I am bringing disaster from the north. Even terrible destruction. God is not a man that he should lie. When God says something is going to be, and when God shows you vision, be very careful to look thoroughly and make sure that you have an understanding of what this vision is. Concerning that vision of the boiling pot is disaster from the north. May disaster not come against us in Jesus' name. A lion has come out of his lair. A destroyer of nations have set out. He has left his place to lay waste your land. Your towns will be in ruin without inhabitants. So put on sackcloth, lament and wail, for the fierce anger of the Lord has not turned away from us. In that day, declares the Lord, the king and the officials will lose heart. (laughs) The priest will be horrified. And the prophet will be appalled. Look at references to officials there. References to priests, even the people, godly people. And even the prophets. When, God, when the wrath of God comes upon nations like this, upon people, this is how everybody will just be. You know, may he not meet us by surprise. Because we are hearing about his judgment. He's coming. God is coming. He said he's coming. He's coming to the nation. When he's been telling us God is a God of love, but well, when he comes, he's going to judge. Psalm 96. 
He said, when God comes, he's going to judge the nation. One of the verses they are made from verse 10 to 14. There is coming, he said, you should go. Tell the people, say to the nation, God is coming. God is coming. Rise and 96 against that place. So that we know how we can do, get our evangelism to be strong. Is anyone on the other side, just get that Psalm 96 so that people can see. The same thing he's saying here. He's really coming. As he's saying, Jeremiah is sending us to go and proclaim the good news. He's sending us to go and tell the people, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me. You know, to give to everyone according to what they have done. Psalm 96, he said, declare the no, 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 among the nations. Marvelous this among all peoples. But what is the next verse that he says? Psalm 96. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods, yes. And uh, for all the gods of the nation are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. There is a place I said is coming to judge the nation. We have read it. So that's an anxiety against it. Get the right verse and know that God is coming. One of the uh, assignments that he has given to Jeremiah has also given it to us. We must go and declare among the nations. Don't go and be telling people, come to my church. That is not what we want to eat. Yes, we want people to fill this church where we want Bible-believing Christians. Amen. People that will fear God. People that will take God to nations. Amen. People that will hear the word of God and they will deal with the word of God rightly. And they will join together to do the work. Everybody will, 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 will fear God and be able to do the right thing in God. People that will come to church and not just come and say, Ah, it's only my time. Just say amen and say thank you. And I go my own way. I'm not ready to. No, no, no. People that will fellowship. Hallelujah. Because in heaven we are going to fellowship. There is no complaint. We must go and talk about God all the time. All the time, all the time. And one of the things that we should tell people is not, God is not coming this time. He's coming to judge. Put the fear in people because this is the assignment that was given to Jeremiah. And he was able to, 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 do, to do his assignment. He said, in that day, he said, declares the Lord, the king, that is the ruler of the nation, the officials, we lose that. May we not lose that. Amen. You know, it talks of putting hands on heads and uh, losing hearts. Because when they see the terrible thing that God is about to do, people will not even believe that can God, can God. Even if they are not very careful, may we not go with the flood. So that we must say the priest will be horrified. And so what God is saying is real. It's real. <laughs> Maybe they, may, may the priest not, be, not remain in the time of tribulation. So that we would have gone. Not the priest that, ah, this is what I've been teaching. No, you, you will not be that priest in Jesus' name. Because we are only priesthood, peculiar people. God has called us for a purpose to do the work of ministry and to, 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 to be with him when he will come to take us home. Then the prophets too will be appalled. Then I said, Allah, sovereign Lord, how completely you have deceived, uh, uh, deceived these people and Jerusalem by saying you will have peace when the sword is at our throat. God is not deceiving us. He's telling us the truth all the time. Amen. At that time, these people and Jerusalem will be told, a scorching wind from the barren heights in the desert uh, blew, blows towards my people, but not a winner of, or cleanse. A wind too, strong for that, uh, for, for that comes from, from me. Now I pronounce my judgment against them. God's judgment is not very easy. It will not work. In uh, uh, doing evil, so that we will not be under his judgment when he comes in Jesus' name. He said, look, he advanced like the cloud. The chariot comes like a whirlwind. So we see vision. When God shows us vision, <laughs> you know, I, I shared it before. I even I want to have this experience again. When I had the trumpet of the Lord, 
And as I was hearing this, this hymn being sang, everybody are in the cloud. You are saying, I thank God I made it. I was among the people that day. May I continue to be among you in Jesus' name? Because <laughs> it's true. You know? And we're saying, thank God. We had the trumpet. And uh, it was so real that I want to go back. For months, I keep on talking about it. Some of you that are in the church, you know, I was talking about it. I talk about this coming of the Lord. It's as if it's so real that we are going. I saw myself. But the only thing I'm thanking God is that I thank God I made it. So we are, I'm hearing people's voices. And this, there was a big choir that I can't see, but I'm hearing like the, all their instruments and everything, you know, about. It's a song that we have sang on that before, but I, can, I cannot put things together, I tell you. So God is really coming. Amen. So let's go and be proclaiming to the people. He said, look, he advanced like a cloud. These are visions that God will remove scales from my eyes. I can continue to see. Because sometimes I say, if God is even coming, you show yourself to mommy, Uma. you show yourself to this person, you show yourself to apostle. Apostle talk about you all the time. We're going to open my eyes, let me, let me see you. He said, look. We will continue to look. Amen. God is calling our attention that we must be looking now. That's why I give all this scripture to look. He said, look. He advances like the clouds. His chariots comes like a wild wind. His horses are sweeter than eagles. I can talk about this. He said, woe to us. We are ruined. Jerusalem, wash the evil from your heart and be saved. God wants us to go. This is what he's saying to Jeremiah. Tell the people of the world, wash the evil from your heart and be saved. How long will you have all wicked thoughts? These are the things that will not make us go when Jesus comes to take us home. How long will you have all wicked thoughts? A voice is announcing from Dan, proclaiming disaster from the hills of Ephraim. Tell this to the, to, to the nations. Proclaim, the concern, uh, proclaim uh, concerning Jerusalem. A besieging army is coming from the distant land, raising a war cry against the, rule, against the cities of Judah, Judah. They surround her like men guarding a field because she has rebelled against me. May we not rebel against God yeah. in Jesus' name because there is judgment for anyone that rebels. He said, your own conduct and actions have brought this on you. This is your punishment. How bitter it is. How it pierces to the heart. Oh, my anguish, my anguish. I risk in pain. Oh, the agony of my heart. My heart pounds within me. I cannot keep silent. For I have heard the sound of the trumpet. I have heard the battle cry. Disaster follow disaster. The whole land lies in ruins. In an instant... My tents are destroyed. My shelter in a moment. How long must I see the battle standard and beat and, and hear the sound of the trumpet? My people are fools. They do not know me. They are senseless children. They have no understanding. May we not be such people in the name of Jesus. They are skilled in doing evil. They will not be in that class. On the line is killed in doing evil. Those are the people that will not go when the trumpet comes. Those are the people that we, the, 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 the enemy will be fighting battle with them. He said they know not how to do good. May that not be a portion. He must do good. Hallelujah. Because when God created in the beginning of Genesis, he said, everything that God created, when you look at it, he said, it is good. So God created us wonderfully and beautifully. And God said, we are good. We are good looking. We are the best fishy that he has ever produced on this earth. But if we allow wickedness in us, 
If you, are, if you are skilled, you know, you are skilled in various ways in life. Some people are skilled as an architect. You are skilled as a, a teacher. You are skilled as a preacher. You are skilled as a pastor. You are skilled in your various professions. But there's another profession that they will give to people doing, doing uh, bad, doing evil. You must not be skilled in that area. Underline it. They know not how to do good. May that not be your portion. Amen. When people are thinking of doing good, you are thinking of doing bad. Somebody is doing something, they are blessing. They say, no, 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 don't bless again. That's evil. Amen. If you don't give, you don't have. Said you don't have. But don't do evil. By being the one that will take even from the money. Or something like that. No, 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 we can't give all this. Yeah, you asked president last week. In a group, no, the asked president last week. Let's, no, 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 that is evil. They will not be in that class. In the name of Jesus. I looked at the earth and it was formless and empty and all and uh, and at the heavens and their light was gone <laughs> i looked at the mountains and they were quaking all the hills this revelation i'll talk about all these things at the coming of the lord he said all the hills were swaying i looked and there were no people every bird in the sky had flown away i looked and the fruitful land was a desert all his towns lay in ruin before the Lord, before his fierce anger. They will not be under the wrath of God. This is what the Lord says. The whole land will be ruined. Though I will not destroy it completely, God is merciful. Let's look at that faithfulness of God. In his judgment, he says only the few faithful that he will not destroy. I want us to follow this reading. He said the whole land will be ruined. Though I will not destroy it completely, therefore the earth will mourn, and the heavens above grow dark, because I have spoken and will not relent. I have decided and will not turn back. At the sound of horsemen and archers, every town takes to flight. Some go in in the ticket, some climb up among the rocks. (laughs) All the towns are deserted. No one lives in them. In the midst of God's road is only the, 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 the little faithful he said he will not destroy everything completely because there are some that he's going to spare. May the Lord continue to guide us in Jesus' name. He said, what are you doing? You devastated one. Why dress yourself in scarlet and put on jewels of gold? <laughs> Cannot continue in sin. Wallow in sin and continue to show off that uh, Inside is dark, but the outside is something else. <laughs> May the Lord help us. And put on jewels of gold. Why? You know, because people, a lot of people are living in guilt. They've murdered people in their hearts, doing evil that has been spoken about. But they cover them, they do show. They're looking pretty outside, but inside is rotting. May that not be a portion. Say, so what are you doing? You, you devastated one. Why dress yourself in scarlet? And put on jewels of gold. Why highlight your eyes with makeup? <laughs> you have done yourself in vain. Your lovers despise you. They, uh, they want to kill you. I hear a, a cry as of a woman in labor. A groan as of one hearing her first, uh, bearing her first child. The cry of daughter of Zion gasping for breath. Stretching out her hands and saying, Alas, 
I'm fainting. My life is given over to murderers. May that not be a portion? Because when we walk with the devil, all the devil wants to do is to kill, to, to steal, and to what? And to destroy us. May we not be in the devil's camp. That takes up to chapter 5. No one, no one is upright. Go up and down the streets of Jerusalem. Look around and consider. Search through as squares. If you can find but one person who deals honestly and seek the truth. I want you to underline those words. You can find but one person. It's talking about the upright. The, upright, the, uh, the testimony of an upright is someone that does what? Deals honestly and speaks the truth. I will forgive this city. Although they say, as surely as the Lord lives, still they are, they are swearing falsely. <clears throat> Lord, do, uh, do not your eyes look for truth? You struck them, but they felt no pain. You crushed them, but they refused correction. They made their faces harder than stone and refused to repent. May that not be a portion in Jesus' name. When God is dealing with us, let us be faithful, let us be upright, and let us come under the discipline of the Lord so that we can come out as pure as gold. He said, I thought, these are only the poor. They are foolish, but they do not know the way of the Lord, the requirements of their God. So I will go to the, to, to the leaders and speak to them. Surely they know the way of the Lord and the requirements of their God. But with one accord, they too had, had broken off the yoke and turned off the burns. Therefore a lion from the forest will attack them. A wolf from the desert will ravage them. A leopard will lie in, in wait near their, their towns to tear to pieces any who venture out. For their rebellion is great and they are backsliding. I want you to look at those two words, rebellion and what? Backsliding. We allow the enemy to overthrow us. They will not be in that class. In Jesus' name. Why should I forgive you? Your children are forsaking me and sworn by gods that are of not gods. I supplied all your needs, yet they committed adultery. And thronged to the to the houses of prostitutes. They uh, they are well fed. I can't see that word. Bro. Lusty stallions. Each nithing for another for another man's wife. Should I not punish them for this? Declares the Lord. Should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? Go through her vineyard and ravage them. But do not destroy them completely. God is still merciful. Amen. God, I want you, when you hear things like, don't disturb it. God is still merciful. Amen. Just strip off her branches. But these people do not belong to the Lord. The people of Israel and the people of Judah have been utterly unfaithful. I want you to circle that word, unfaithful. All we have been looking from chapter 1 to this place is the unfaithfulness of the people and the mercy of God. He said, unfaithful to me. 
they have lied about the Lord. They said, he will do nothing. No harm will come to us. We will never see sword or famine. The prophets are but wind, and the word is not in them. They are just talking. Wind blows like that, they are just talking. That is their prophet. And so, let what they say be done to them. Then therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty says. Because of the people, because the people have spoken these words, I will make my words, I will put, I'll make my words in your mouth a fire. I will make my words in your mouth a fire. And these people, the wood, it consumes. Amen. May God make the word that comes out of our mouth like fire. So that we can consume every dryness in the lives of people in Jesus' name. People that have become woods, they can be consumed by the fire of God. And they will be made clean in Jesus' name. People of Israel declare the Lord. I am bringing a distant a destination against you. An ancient, an ancient, an enduring nation. A people whose language you do not know. Whose speech you do not understand. Their quavers are like an open grave. All of them are mighty warriors. They will devour your, your harvest and food. Devour your sons and daughters. They will devour your flocks. When we are in the will of God, all these things doesn't happen to us. But when we are outside the will of God, all this happens to us. May we continually be in the will of God and be faithful to him in the name of Jesus. He's going to bring these people that will devour your, your vines and fig trees with the sword. They will destroy the fortified cities in which you trust. Yet, even in those days, declares the Lord, I will not destroy you completely. I want you to keep on seeing that word. We are seeing the faithfulness of God even when we are unfaithful. He said, in, even in all these things, in your misbehavior and everything, he said, I will not, he's talking to the remnant of God's people. In that chapter 4, verse 27, the same thing he said it. Just mark your Bible there and, and make references. Chapter 4, 27. He said, and yet I will not destroy you completely. That shows the faithfulness of God. And when the people ask, why has the Lord, our God, done all this to us? You will tell them, as you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your own land. So now you will serve foreigners in the land, not your own. Announce this to the descendants of Jacob and proclaim it to Judah. Hear this, you foolish and senseless people. May we not be in that group. Who have eyes but do not see? Who have ears but do not hear? Should you not fear me, declares the Lord, should you not tremble in my presence. I made the sand a boundary for the sea, an everlasting barrier it cannot cross. The waves may, may roll, but they cannot prevail. They may roar, but they cannot cross it. But these people have stubborn, oh Lord, and rebellious hearts. May God give us a good heart. Amen. Stubborn and rebellious hearts represent a heart of stone. Ezekiel 9, 11, 19. He said, we give us a heart of flesh. 
instead of stone. But this is a heart of stone. He said they have turned aside and gone away. They do not say to themselves, let us fear the Lord our God, who gives autumn and spring rain in season. If we want to enjoy the autumn and spring rain, the abundance of God, we should take away stony heart from our hearts. Amen. Amen. Who assures us of the regular week of harvest? We want a continual harvest. We must take all this bad kind of bad attitude. We must have a clean heart before the Lord and serve him and do what is good and not do what is wicked. He said, your wrongdoings have kept this away. Your sins have dep- deprived you of good. Among my people are the wicked. Now look at God's talking about wickedness of his own people. Who lie in wait like men who snare birds and like those who set traps to catch people. Like cages full of birds, their houses are full of deceit. Talks about your house, our body. It's the temple of the living God. Your body is full of deceit, deception, everything all over you. But you claim to know God. But that, that, that's the reason why God is not going to hear. Then we are asking, why am I not enjoying the abundance of God as God has said here about the rain, you know? And he said, their houses are full of deceit. They have become rich and powerful and have grown fat and sleek. Their evil deeds, no limit. They do not seek justice. They are growing oh, in all this evil. Not because when you talk, you are growing sleek and fat. It's not sleek in God. They are not enjoying the benefits of God because of their unfaithfulness. They will be faithful so that we can be, uh, we can enjoy the benefits of the Lord. He said they do not promote the the the, the, the case of the fatherless. They did not defend the just cause of the poor. Should I not punish them for this? Declares the Lord. Should I not? Avenge myself on such a nation as this. A horrible and shocking thing has happened in the land. Listen to this. The prophets prophesy lies. And this is what is happening among many church leaders. Many church members call themselves prophets. They are lying. They prophesy lies. What they only preach today is money. Just something to, 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 to make their belly to be rich. He said a horrible and shocking thing. We must read the Bible. Because when we begin to watch television and watch people around us, we begin to see this horrible and shocking thing. Then you'll be able to know. Jeremiah has prophesied this before. And we must make sure that we don't get ourselves involved in it. Don't go and trick people. God is saying when God is not speaking to you. And this is what the prophets are doing. A horrible and shocking thing has happened in the land. The prophet prophesied lies. The priests ruled by their own authority. Because God gave me opportunity now as a priest here. Because there are about 10 of you that are going to give 100 pounds each. How much is that? I go with 1,000 tonight. The priests are deceiving the people as well. May that not be us in Jesus' name. And as individuals, when you trick people, <coughs> the Bible calls us, we are royal priests to the holy nation. Peculiar people, people that have been set apart for the use of God. When you trick one another, you know you don't have money to pay. You guys say, just raise me 500 there. Next month, I give it to you. Next month, you are not giving the money. You are tricking people as well. Because our eyes might be on only the priests in the church. For you individually, 
You are royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people, according to that book of Peter's. Amen? First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. People that have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kingdom of light. As such people, we cannot be tricking people and deceiving people up and down. He said the, 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 the prophets prophesy lies. The priests rule by their own authority. And my people love it this way. You know, they are tricking people. And instead of people to be matured and know the word of God, they just say, what the man of God is saying? Ah, what he's doing is right. No. Don't take side with evil. It is not good. I say, my people love it this way. But what will you do in the end? I leave that question for us to answer. May the Lord help us. So when God gives us opportunity or privilege to do good things, we must not use God's work to, to be filling our own belly. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. Amen. One of the things that I want to round up with is in this scripture that we have been reading, we begin to see the faithfulness of God and the unfaithfulness of God's own people. But God wants to bring us to himself so that we can live a faithful life in order for us to be able to enjoy the benefit, the goodness of the Lord. He said, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. A lot of people are not seeing this goodness. And they are living. Every time they have, their life is full of complaint. Because there is one or two things that the enemy is using to come against us before God. May we learn from this that we have learned here tonight. It's even the priests that are deceived, the prophets are deceived, various people are deceived. May we not come under the deception of the devil. May we not turn our hearts to be as hard as stone. May our heart be as flesh so that we can act like God on earth, you know, and behave like God and reflect God. It's the year of God's glory. We want to walk in his glory. We want to reflect him. We want to do the good things that God wants us to do so that nations can come to our life. Then the Bible confirmed in that scripture, as I said, it said, the least of us will be a thousand, the smallest a mighty nation. Then great, great things will be happening to us. There's nothing that is too small. You will look at yourself small, but God is doing great things through you. <coughs> Amen. You want to reflect God on a regular basis. Let's take this to heart. And we have an assignment. You must not forget. Each time I will teach, I know God is making to remind us again about the assignment, about the call of God upon our lives. Jeremiah had an assignment and was able to react and was able to reflect his assignment during his time. And that's why we are reading the book of Jeremiah today. If Jeremiah has failed from his assignment, will not be reading Jeremiah. So I want to encourage each one of us. Let us not uh, fail in the area of our assignment, the area of our calling. What has God called you to do in the household of faith? You are a chorister, sing skillfully. You are an usher, do the work very well. You are an amobiara, do it very well. You, whatever God has called you to do, you are a pastor, reflect it gloriously. And then you begin to experience all these things that we are hearing. But if we do, do not do that, if we follow, other, uh, follow after other gods, they will be, we reject Jesus himself. May we not reject Jesus and begin to do wrong things. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. When next we'll meet, we'll start from chapter 6. You know, other things that the people of God has done and the punishment of God coming upon them. Amen. I pass it on to Apostle to round up for us. So we're going to pray. But before we pray, I want you to remember that from the scriptures that you have been studying, over the period, period now, a God has been revealed who loves righteousness and he loves his children to be holy and be righteous. And when his children derogate from that, he punishes them. But he's not happy punishing them. That's why he said again and again, I will not destroy all of them. I will destroy them. 
I will, aff- I will afflict them. I will beat them, whip them. You got that in chapter 2 when we're reading. And he said, but I will still have compassion. But it's not good to come under the punishment of God. And the chapter 4, verse 18, really resonated to me. When God says, I will punish and I will, I will bring judgment, we need to understand how he does it. This is how his jurisprudence is. Verse 18 says, your own conduct and action have brought this upon you. So, you remember I told you some time ago that judgment is set by God before you and I were born. That if you do this, this will happen to you. If you do this, this will happen to you. So, how God punishes people is that when you continue to do those things and the cup of your doing is full, you trigger the punishment. God is not just going to. That's why God says that your conduct, it is your conduct that triggers it. It is the, it's just like the the law court of man, law has been written before you offend. God has, and also sentence of, of crime has been written before offense. And the gravity of your offense will determine what sentence that is allocated to you. So is God. God punishes how? When the conduct of a man is wayward and the cup of iniquity is full, that cup triggers the punishment. The second thing is chapter 5, verse 24. <clears throat> that I want to, be, to take note of that very, very carefully. It says, they do not say, themselves, say, to themselves, say to themselves, let us fear the Lord our God. Who gives autumn rain? Who gives autumn and spring rains in season? And he was just talking about that, is that the God who blesses in his season. You must fear him. And then it says, who assumes, who, who assures us of the regular weekly harvest? He makes normal provision for you and I on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. But he also makes uh, what I would call accidental provision. Suddenly they just pick you up and they promote you and before you know it, they increase your salary. Or the promotion and the backdates, the promotion. So that kind of thing he's speaking about here. But if you look at verse 25, it says, Your wrongdoings have kept this away. So there's a Christian who is struggling financially. Check your wrongdoing. As I say, you don't need deliverance. You only need to repent. Because if anybody fears God, you will get what is due to you in a season. You can't miss your season. That's a fact. You cannot miss your season. And God said here bluntly that if you fear me, I'm the one who makes season happen. You cannot miss your season. But, he said, wrongdoing of a man keeps him from his season. So when the season comes, they will just omit him. They can promote everybody around that person. They will not promote him. He may be more qualified. He will train everybody. They will promote the people he trains. And nothing will come to him because of a wrongdoing. And it says, your sins have deprived you of good. So shall we stand up together?